Unit 11, page 135. Listening. IELTS practice. Questions 1 to 10. You will hear part of a lecture about psychological testing. You should answer the questions as you listen because you will not hear the recording a second time. Listen carefully and answer questions 1 to 10. Hello, my name is Alexandra Blaby and today I'll be talking about one of the ways in which personality can be assessed, psychometric testing. Psychometric literally means measuring the mind and there are many carefully constructed tests which attempt to carry out this process. Probably the most common use for these tests is to help people find out the careers that most suit their personality. Many employers ask new job applicants to take a psychometric or personality test as part of their selection procedure. One of the features of this type of test is that there are no right or wrong answers to the questions. For this reason, it would be more accurate to call them assessments rather than tests. There are four main types of personality tests currently in use. These are questionnaires, ratings tests, projective tests, and objective tests. Let's start by considering questionnaires, as these are by far the most common method. Here, subjects are asked between 50 and 100 questions about themselves. A typical question might be, do you enjoy spending time alone? There are two advantages to questionnaires. Firstly, they are easy to administer, and secondly, the questions are answered by the person who knows the subject best, themselves. By contrast, a ratings test is done by someone who knows the subject well rather than the subjects themselves. A rater might be asked, for example, to agree or disagree with a statement about the subject. A typical statement might be, he laughs a lot. The effectiveness of ratings tests depends on how well the rater knows the subject. Projective tests ask the subject to make sense of information which is unclear in some way. In the famous inkblot test, for example, subjects have to say what a patch of ink on a piece of paper looks like to them. Finally, objective tests. In these tests, the subject has to engage in a physical activity. How they do it will tell the tester something about their personality. For example, the subject might be asked to blow up a balloon until it bursts. From observing how the subject does this, the tester will be able to say how timid or brave he or she is. Perhaps at this stage, we should clarify what exactly we learn about people from psychometric tests. The overall purpose of the tests is to identify personality leanings or inclinations rather than fixed qualities or, as some people fear, character weaknesses. This explains why tests often include several similar questions. How consistently the subject answers these will enable the tester to reach an accurate assessment. Incidentally, the assessment procedure may be carried out by a psychologist or another trained individual, but is most frequently done automatically by a computer. The effectiveness of any method which asks questions, of course, is heavily dependent on the individual's willingness to answer a set of standard questions. One of the most well-respected psychometric tests is the Myers-Briggs test, which asks subjects about their preferences in four main areas. Firstly, the test asks people where they direct their energy. 
to the outer world of activity or the inner world of thoughts and emotions. Secondly, people are asked how they prefer to process information, in the form of known facts or in the form of possibilities. The third area is decision-making. Do people make decisions on the basis of logic or of personal values? Lastly, Myers-Briggs tests ask people how they prefer to organize their lives in a structured or a flexible way. Although there are those who disapprove of personality testing, there is no doubt that it is here to stay. Human beings have always been curious to find out about themselves and others. Psychometric testing gives them an objective scientific means of doing this. Well, that's all for today. Tomorrow I'll be examining ways of measuring intelligence. Unit 11, page 136. Speaking. 2. Listen to three people talking about their free time activities and saying how they benefit from them. Answer the questions. Speaker 1. I do various things in my free time, but my passion is collecting Coke cans. I've got nearly 800 different ones from all over the world. I belong to a soft drinks container collecting group, which has members in 47 different countries. Apart from the language printed on cans from different countries, it's amazing how different the designs are. There are the normal everyday cans, but there are also special commemorative cans they produce for big events like the Olympic Games. I've made loads of new friends through my hobby, and even visited a couple of them, and it's a real change from the work I do as a supermarket manager. Speaker 2 I spend nearly all my free time playing with a jazz quartet. I play the drums. We started off as a school band and just kept going. We play for private parties and in bars about twice a week. We even get paid for some of the bookings. Not that any of us do it for the money. For me, it's just good fun. A chance to be with my mates and relax doing something different. Speaker 3 I'm into restoring antique furniture in a big way. It all started when I mended an old chair for my grandparents. It took me ages to do, but it was quite interesting. To do it properly, you have to find out about different kinds of wood as well as learning a whole range of techniques like carving, planing and polishing. There's more to it than people think. Since that first chair, I've repaired tables, cupboards, all sorts of things, even clocks for friends and friends of friends. It's actually quite a lucrative hobby, probably because there aren't that many people around who can do it properly. I'm even thinking of turning it into my full-time job. Unit 11, page 136, speaking 3. Listen again and tick the expressions the speakers use to talk about their hobbies and how they benefit from them. Speaker 1. I do various things in my free time, but my passion is collecting Coke cans. I've got nearly 800 different ones from all over the world. I belong to a soft drinks container collecting group which has members in 47 different countries. 
Apart from the language printed on cans from different countries, it's amazing how different the designs are. There are the normal everyday cans, but there are also special commemorative cans they produce for big events like the Olympic Games. I've made loads of new friends through my hobby, and even visited a couple of them, and it's a real change from the work I do as a supermarket manager. Speaker 2 I spend nearly all my free time playing with a jazz quartet. I play the drums. We started off as a school band and just kept going. We play for private parties and in bars about twice a week. We even get paid for some of the bookings. Not that any of us do it for the money. For me, it's just good fun. A chance to be with my mates and relax doing something different. Speaker 3 I'm into restoring antique furniture in a big way. It all started when I mended an old chair for my grandparents. It took me ages to do, but it was quite interesting. To do it properly, you have to find out about different kinds of wood, as well as learning a whole range of techniques like carving, planing and polishing. There's more to it than people think. Since that first chair, I've repaired tables, cupboards, all sorts of things, even clocks for friends and friends of friends. It's actually quite a lucrative hobby, probably because there aren't that many people around who can do it properly. I'm even thinking of turning it into my full-time job. <laughs>